0: Hello and welcome to the parish podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to, to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather... Love your enemies and do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He Himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and And you will be forgiven. Give and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. When it comes to our deacons, this is a significant week for our parish. Um, Starting with yesterday, there were three men that just so happened to be over there. Mitch Vickner, Scott Broussard, and Dan Dragone were instituted as acolytes, which means they've spent five years preparing to become deacons, and now they will be seen a lot more at Mass serving at the altar. And in a year, God willing, they will be ordained as three new deacons in our parish. So we're looking forward to that. Now today is also the one-year anniversary of the ordination of Deacon Franco and Deacon Eduardo. So if you see them, tell them happy anniversary. And on Tuesday, the 22nd, Deacon Dominic and I celebrate our third anniversary of ordination to the diaconate. So there's a lot happening. Thank Thank you. It didn't say applause in my script here, so. Um, For our parish's entire history, vocations to the diaconate have been abundant. It's been wonderful. And I think it's worth recalling some of that history. I remember when my family moved here in 1999, there were two deacons even before this building was complete. And this is just by my memory. So if there are any historians here, church historians, then feel free to correct me. But I remember Deacon Tom Rich and Deacon Joe Mignon. And if I recall correctly, After that, I remember deacons Michael, Leon, Bob, Charlie, Michael Mims, Leo, Tom, Jim, Ralph, Mike Mort, Bradley, Rick Garcia, Rick Vogel, me, Dominic, Eduardo, and Franco. There have been a lot. And those men have done so many things for me, and they've done so much for countless others. And all of them have answered God's call to holiness in this ministry of the diaconate. But that's just a small group of people that are very visible. God asks all of us to serve in some ministry or another. So let's consider our own call to holiness as we answer three questions. The first one is, where did the diaconate come from? The second is, what qualities are at the heart of the diaconate? And third, who can exercise the diaconate? So first of all, where did the the diaconate come from? The history of the very early church is recorded in the Acts of the Apostles. And at that time, the church leaders were very, very busy. They were trying to build up this brand new religion of Christianity by providing for the spiritual needs of the people. And as good Christians, they also tried and they struggled to provide for the physical needs of the people. And so to address the problem, they appointed seven men to serve those in need by taking care of the physical needs of the people. Those seven men were the first deacons. And the most famous of these is St. Stephen. Now, Deacon Stephen was later targeted by a group that was persecuting the other church. In fact, the group was led by a man named Saul, and it's the same Saul who was later converted to Christianity and became our beloved St. Paul, who was the author of our second reading today. Now, let's take a moment to hear, to recall today's gospel. It's one of the greatest challenges we're given as Christians, and that's to love our enemies. You might suggest that there's no better example of loving your enemy than Stephen. His enemies spanned every possible threat. They were political enemies. They were religious enemies. They made themselves physically threatening enemies. So think about this for yourself. Do you have people you consider political enemies? Do you have people you consider religious enemies? Do you have people who physically threaten you? How do you treat them? Well, let me tell you how St. Stephen treated them. They brought him away to be stoned to death. He didn't rail against them in anger. He didn't make any disparaging posters against them. He didn't make any angry Facebook posts. Instead, he loved them. As they killed him, he prayed to God for their forgiveness. He truly lived the words we heard in the gospel today. Do good to those who hate you, to the person who strikes you on one cheek offer the other one as well. Forgive and you will be forgiven. How many times are we wronged ever so slightly and we wish to damage a person or even wish eternal punishment on that person? Let's think really carefully about how we handle our enemies and let's turn to Deacon St. Stephen for his guidance and for his intercessions in all of our encounters with people we consider our enemies. So second... What qualities are at the heart of the diaconate? So let's start with the word, the origin of the word deacon. It comes from the Greek term diakonia, that means service. So a deacon is ordained to serve. That means I am not ordained to be a local celebrity who gets special treatment. I'm ordained to serve. So of course, humility has got to be at the heart of everything a deacon does. And if I'm gonna be completely honest, I struggle with humility. However, don't worry too much about me. Um, My head won't get that big because my wife has made it her personal mission to keep me humble. When she senses my ego getting a little too large, she references the founding of the diaconate in the Acts of the Apostles and that deacons were asked to simply distribute food. And the wording she uses is usually something like, hey Mike, you remember you're just a waiter, right? Now what she's calling me toward is another Greek word, kenosis. Kenosis is a call to total self-emptying. Nothing is to be done for my selfish, interest, selfish interests. is to be done in service of Christ. And this is the call we hear echoed in the second reading. St. Paul reminds us that all of us are born into an earthly existence, and that earthly existence is focused on physical needs, and through the sin of Adam, an existence that tends to selfish and sinful actions. However, we are asked, called, pushed, persuaded, and even required to move away from our earthly needs and look more toward a spiritual life. St. Paul mentions the spiritual one and the heavenly one. And these, of course, are references to Jesus Christ. By becoming a person, by dying for our sins and rising from the dead, Jesus allows us to become spiritual and heavenly beings. So how do we participate in that? We do so by diakonia, by service, by kenosis. That's self-emptying. Now, we're all called to exercise diakonia and kenosis. And that might make you start to wonder, if you're saying, I need to participate in diakonia, are you saying that I can be a deacon? So let's consider that as we answer the third question, who can exercise the diaconate? So to be an ordained deacon, there are many, many requirements. And one of the first questions men are asked when they express interest in being a deacon is, why do you want to be a deacon? And that's a harder question than you think. Deacons can preside at baptisms, at weddings, at funerals, We can participate in mass in a special way by reading the gospel, by giving a homily like this, by serving at the altar during the the liturgy of the Eucharist. However, most of the things that deacons do can be done by most practicing faithful Catholics without the six years of intense preparation and a lifetime commitment that's required of ordained deacons. And almost anyone can do those things, things like visiting the sick, praying with prisoners, preparing couples for marriage, distributing communion at Mass, reading at Mass. There's a long list of things that that all of us can do. So if you want to express your diakonia in any of these ways, you can do that now. In fact, I would encourage you to do so. I would also encourage you to exercise your kenosis. What better way is there to self-empty than to love your enemy? We already mentioned the example of St. Stephen What about the example of David in the first reading? King Saul had taken his army out and was hunting David down to kill him. Now, David, in the first reading today, he finds his way to end end the whole thing. He sneaks into the enemy camp with everybody asleep, and he stands over King Saul and sees the king's spear next to him. And his friend encourages David Take out your hatred on that man. Let's kill him by nailing him to the ground with a spear. So think about how would you respond to that invitation? This opportunity to kill this man that's been hunting you down. David's reply was essentially: I won't do what is against God's will. So for us, what's God's will? It's primarily that we love. We love those who love us, but like Jesus told us today. That's the easy part. We also need to love our enemies. Now, does that mean everybody here needs to go around hugging people you don't like? Probably not. It does mean that Jesus asks us to give them the greatest gift, the gift to help them get to heaven. And the way we can start doing that is by praying for them. We can say a prayer, maybe like this Heavenly Father, please help that person. Help them so that they can make it to heaven. And it's okay to even pray and explain to God the difficulty because he knows what's in your heart and how hard it is. You might say something like, God, that person is really making me mad. They've done awful things to me. I really don't want to pray for them, but I know you love them just like you love me. Please help them. I would even argue that you'd have a hard time finding a more beautiful prayer than the one when you pray for someone you despise. Apply your kenosis, empty yourself, love your enemy. So I'll tell you that being a deacon is a challenge. It's a challenging role. But after three years of it and all the challenges that have come with it, I'll tell you, I've loved every minute of it. It's a continual call to be less of what I want to be and more of what God calls me to be. And so I want to invite everybody here to come with me on a similar path. Everybody, listen to God's call. He's calling you. Answer it. Young men, listen especially to the call of God. He might be calling you to the diaconate on the way to becoming a priest. Adult men in your 30s or later, listen to the call of God as well. He might be calling you to the ordained diaconate. Our challenge this week is to open ourselves to this call in two ways. Exercise your diaconia, serve others, practice your kenosis, empty yourself, and put God first. St. Stephen, pray for us. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us.